0: Yo, what's good, man? It's your boy, Scoof Brown, so you already know what it is, man. Um, we had a few technical difficulties and some things that's going on behind the scenes that we can't really talk about right now, but, you know what I'm saying, I didn't want to leave you guys uh, another week without another episode, so I am presenting to you all, our faithful listeners, um, one of my other podcasts, man, Viewers Anonymous please man enjoy this episode make sure you go subscribe to the viewers anonymous uh page whatever podcast platform you guys listen on make sure you hit that subscribe button on there check out me and my guy S. Dot um we bring you movie reviews and television reviews from some of our favorites some classics and some up-and-coming movies um we, we just bring you all type of you know what i'm saying film content that we can man um but you know what i'm saying this won't be every week this is just this week so uh be on the lookout man another episode of already home will be coming very very soon i promise you i promise you you know what i'm saying um so on behalf of you know what i'm saying uh detroit gang on behalf of greg blunt i am Scrooge Bronson. you already know man it ain't where you from it's where you at this is the already Home podcast i'm out Warning, this podcast may contain spoilers
1: for whatever TV show or movie is mentioned. Please listen at your own discretion. Welcome to Viewers and audience. Yo, what's going on? I am Scoo's Bronson.
0: And I'm at Stop Foster. Yes, sir. Next thing the viewers of None of podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome, welcome. What's going on with you, bro?
1: Hey man, excited, man. Excited, man. We're pumping out content, man. Um, you know what I'm saying? We, yeah, just, we just put in, we just put in a another great one on my other platform, 28 minutes or less. And mm-hmm. uh we actually came up with this idea doing that, man. So uh this is this is great, man. I'm ready. For yes, this. sir. Yes,
0: sir. Make sure that y'all subscribe, man. Make sure that, you know what I'm saying, y'all follow us on social media. Um, at the end, we're going to plug all our stuff, man. Make sure you follow us on our other po- uh, podcast platforms as well. And uh, make sure you share this with a friend, man. If you love movies and you got a friend that loves movies, um, this is your podcast. You know what I'm saying? This is this one is for you. So, um, what are we getting into today, man? What are we doing? Man, we are
1: doing a, we're doing a, a little different this time. Usually we pick one movie and we just pretty much break down that movie. But this time, man, we're gonna, uh, we gonna do a trilogy, man. Um, yeah. We're gonna do uh, Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, and The Dark Knight Rises, man. And when it comes to these three movies, all three of them was done by a guy, me and you. We talk about them all the time. Well, we mention the name all the time as far as mm-hmm. um, the brothers. Okay. But like, this was so different from all the other DC, DC movies that one came one out, it bad? is but yeah, it's, it, is, uh, you, but it's, all right, it is it is so different <laughs> from the rest of them and mm-hmm. they, they dropped the ball on a lot of DC movies on oh, a lot, you mean all of them <laughs> but but this, the thing though is is it because Marvel is such on a run,
0: it making all the DC movies look that bad. You don't think so? Uh, I think I think that when it comes to DC movies, right? Um, I forgot who made this point, and I forgot what I was listening to. But the um, the whole point, of, the whole difference between Marvel and DC is that Marvel is like real places. So, like, when you talk about Spider-Man, he's from Queens. When you talk about Captain America, he's from Brooklyn. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about, um, I don't know, you talk about Luke Cage, he's even, from Harlem. Even Luke Cage. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? He's from Harlem. When you talk about, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, when when they show Tony Stark in the movie, he's living in, on a, in California on the coastline. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's where his house is. So, like, it, it's so the movies and the and the stories are much more relatable you know what I mean with DC it's kind of hard to it's kind of hard to do certain movies like and really this is why I think this trilogy is like one of the best products DC has ever put out because first and foremost let's talk about Gotham right Gotham is for the most part, it's it's probably one of the hardest places to do a movie about, because it's always dark. Anytime we've seen Gotham, it's always dark, except for in this uh, in this trilogy. I don't remember any of the any of the other Batman movies to where it was daytime in Gotham. Like, every time they show Bruce Wayne out and about or any time they show – well, Batman, of course, comes out at night. He's a bat. But anytime they show Bruce Wayne at an event or anything like that, it was always at night. So when we see this trilogy, it's like – you know what I'm saying? We see uh, Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne driving in his Lamborghini, saving somebody's life. But it's in the daytime this time. So I think that this trilogy kind of changed that whole thing. And that's why it kind of stuck out from all the rest of the DC movies for the other ones. It's like with Superman, he lives in Metropolis, but it's like, that's so, you know what I'm saying? Like that's so PC cookie cutter. It's like Metropolis could be anything. Metropolis could be downtown. um, I don't know, downtown Chicago. It could be uh, downtown New York. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It could be anything. And there's no, you know what I'm saying? Like there's no, additions to it, and then like when you think of the heroes of uh DC, like Superman, in real life, bro, Superman don't have no, like if Superman was a real life superhero, right, like there would be, he would be a uh, home, Homelander from uh the boys in real life. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like there's no fucking, like there's no fucking like match for him. And then so like, you know what I'm saying, we hear about Wonder Woman, like even Wonder Woman, like, there's no match for fucking Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's a fucking demigod. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then to to have it, like, the most, unrealistic, <laughs> the most unrealistic thing in the world in the Justice League is that Batman has a contingency plan for everybody in the fucking Justice League. Like, who the fuck wants to be teamed up with a dude like that? Like, we all supposed to be out here saving lives. You worrying about if we gonna flip on everybody or not. You know what I'm saying? So... Like, yeah. it's, just, it's so much, it's so much bullshit that goes along with DC. Like, to me, I feel like they made them, like, too, too perfect.
1: Yeah, to to a point, yeah, because now I do remember in one scene of Batman with Michael Keaton, when mm-hmm. the penguin was running for mayor or governor, or whatever he was running for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was one there was one time where there was out in the daylight and he was Bruce Wayne. And like there was like watching like the penguin give a speech and that was But the even then thing. it was like it was it was like a gloomy ass day. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was like cloudy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, was it was cloudy was, as fuck. Who the fuck wants to live there? Yeah, it's crazy. Now what I have noticed it if if I'm not mistaken, Gotham City is, quote-unquote,
0: Pittsburgh, right? No, it's New York. It's New York? Yeah. Gotham I City it was, is New York. It looked like it was in
1: Pittsburgh for some odd reason. I thought it was in Pittsburgh. Yeah. And, and see, another thing that made me think it was Pittsburgh, because you remember in Dark Knight Rises, yeah, they had the, the Steelers, mm-hmm. and it's the three – what they call it? The, the Three River uh, – Oh, three, three River Bridge What they call that shit
0: I, I don't even I don't remember I was I just was excited At the fact that uh, That they stadium blew up <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying I did about that So Yo the way they did that Man that was That was hard man That was beautiful. He went back kick kickoff return And they just went Turn around and everybody go <laughs> That was beautiful <laughs> You know what I'm saying That made me so happy do that
1: and you know just that scene and and like i say i i do this man it's like when when you watch so many movies man you kind of like not that you lose touch with reality it's just kind of like you just see so much stuff and it's like it brings up other things and what it Mm -hmm. did is that one part reminded me of have you ever seen the last boy scout oh man you just said dude like the last boy scout was uh Damon Wayans and uh, Bruce Willis and like long story short like Bruce Willis was basically the last Boy Scout because he was in the uh, Secret Service but he ended up getting kicked out and he was like becomes this investigator dude and Damon Wayans he was a a former quarterback but he got cooped up on like Cope and all this type stuff so they ended up having to team up to like rescue his daughter but anyway Billy Blanks was playing like this running back, right? And (laughs) So he's this running back. And he was in some gambling debt, and they wasn't playing well. It was in the rain. They weren't playing well. And so at halftime, he got a phone call from um, the people that betted all this money on him. Mm -hmm. And so the second half come out, he still was having a bad game. So the game was about to be over. He knew that they was going to kill him. Because he didn't do, he didn't perform up to the thing where they would win the bet. So this yeah. motherfucker, he gets the he gets the pass, and this is the crazy part: he runs over two people, clean run over them, and then he pulls a gun out of his girdle and starts shooting motherfuckers on the football field. And so then he gets to the end zone, and like everybody just stands. And look at him and he was like life's a bitch and then he blows his head off but like it was just like the way that he ran into the end zone after yeah. he shot people it just reminded me of when that damn stadium blew up and he turned around and looked <laughs> there we go <laughs> it, 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 it ain't even the same two scenarios but it just reminded me of that But yeah. the, the last Boy Scout good movie it came out what like 98 97 something like that that was oh, okay. when Bruce Willis still put out some some, some good heat. That was around the um, Die Hard days. It was oh, okay, okay, up in, up in there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but that was totally Bruce Willis.
0: Good. Is a, Bruce Willis? Uh, is, is he? Come, he came out with some great movies. Um, speaking of Bruce Willis, uh, that Red, the Red One and Two. Yeah, when they was all I, old, that shit was good. That shit I like was good good.
1: No, I yeah, I like that.
0: That like, John Malkovich is my dude man. in that movie. Yeah, but John Malkovich he be having me rolling in that fucking movie. He, he showed his ass in the movies. John Malkovich is a clown, dude. And it's yes. like
1: it's like That's everything he's playing. He's like the same guy. Like even when he was in um, uh, Bird Box.
0: Mm. Oh, he was <laughs> in that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he was in Bird Box. Like he was just he was just different. Like he's just different. Like you know what I'm yeah. saying. Like he always. He, did you ever watch Being John Malkovich?
0: I seen parts of it. I never seen it all the way through. Great movie. Great movie. That's what made that's what made me like John Malkovich. The fact that he had to do that movie was was amazing. But um you know what I'm saying man uh I think going back to the question, you know what I'm saying? I think that you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, basically just DC is just I know I said it's too perfect, but I want to elaborate on that. Like, there's no there's no room for creativity in in those movies, right? So, Wonder Woman came out, and we just talked about it. We said that you know, so that's one of the best movies that came out out of um, this recent, I guess, um, series of movies that DC has put out. And you know, saying so they came out with the Batman movie. Uh, I mean, not the Batman, the Superman movie. Then they did Batman versus Superman. Um then they did uh what's, what was next? Um Suicide Squad, then yep. Justice League, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, um and my missing one. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. They got the new Wonder Woman coming out. Um, I think that's all of them, right? That's that's yeah, I think I think so. So for me, I felt like that with <laughs> with Wonder Woman, I think Wonder Woman was so good because it was, you knew where they were, you know what I'm saying? It was realistic, right? So, like, even, well, it's not real. I'm not going to say realistic, but the locations were realistic. Like, they were going to England. They were going to Germany. You know what I'm saying? They was fighting the Nazis. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had places that you can, you know what I'm saying, you can relate to, you can see certain shit happening. And then, you know what I'm saying, you knew the time period was, you know what I'm saying, from 42 to 45 or whatever around that, you know what I'm saying, time frame. And then, you know what I'm saying, with Aquaman, I think it's a little bit better because I think that left them a little bit of room for creativity because, you know what I'm saying, you was in Atlantis most of the time. So with, you know what I'm saying, with those two, you can kind of, um, you know what I'm saying? You can kind of just do some different things around that. But I think where they drop the ball is they don't stay on par with the storylines. They try to like stuff a whole bunch of shit into one movie. So like for instance, Batman versus Superman. <laughs> in Batman versus Superman, they had Batman and Superman fighting, and then in the end, they added in the Doomsday storyline. So like Doomsday was created and he killed Superman. So the death of, well, I'm sorry, I I keep saying Doomsday. I always say Doomsday because that's my favorite DC villain. But um, the death of Superman storyline is what it's actually called. So that storyline comes into play in Batman versus Superman. And then um, they also had like, um, they had like traces of apocalypse coming or whatever. So like in one of the scenes in Batman versus Superman, I think it's when uh, no, is it Batman versus Superman? Or is it uh Justice League? I want to say it's Batman versus Superman. It's one of the it's one of the scenes where he's he talking to the flash or whatever, and then uh or he he in, he interacting with the flash somehow. I forgot how it go per se, but um he ended up basically seeing into the future. And it's like the part where he's um he in the back of the truck like selling weapons or some shit like that, and then they like ended up trading on him. But when he gets off of the off of the back of the truck, or when he opens the door to the back of the truck, it's a big ass Omega symbol in the ground, which is like the, supposed to be the symbol for apocalypse in DC. So it's like they try to add too much shit in there, like um, Suicide Squad. They messed up the storyline of how Suicide Squad was supposed to go. So instead of going to get – instead of them teaming up to go get Joker, they teamed up to fight the witch lady or whatever. So it's just – it's way too much going on. Yeah, I mean, I get I get that. I get that.
1: But, like, these, these are the ones that I felt like they got right, and I think a lot of it has yeah. to do with the Nolan brothers. And, I mean, like, even the way the Dark Knight started, like, dude, it was – I mean – this dude just standing on the corner with a jacked up suit, mask on, you know what I'm saying? Suburban comes, scoop him up. And then it's like, so these dudes are talking and they're talking about the Joker. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you know, so they, they're getting people that they're doing their job and then boom, dude shoots somebody like, okay. So, you know, that's what criminals do. Uh, you know, you do the job we want you to do, we get you out of here. Like, you know, yeah. there's less of money that we got to pay people. But all right, so I'm thinking that's a good idea. So then, you know, you, you you get to the point where they finally get in, they get into their, um, get into the bank robbery. Then, you know, you always got the one guy to say, you know, do you know who you're stealing from? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that, that, that that's that mob talk. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like, do you know who you're stealing from type thing? And so long story short, he put like the one guy knows, he was like, Yo, I know you gonna shoot me. He was like, um, it was it was something like that. And he was like, No, I was supposed to kill the bus driver, And all of a sudden this damn bus just busts into this bank. And mm-hmm. then he and then the one dude, he dude that said, Do you know you are stealing from? He says something else with the Joker. Joker goes up to him, put the damn thing in his mouth, jump in the bus, and then he just miraculously pull out. In between all these other buses was 20 buses going down the damn street. <laughs> know what they do. So it's like, yeah. like, for it just like, to start like that, and like, you get the introduction of Heath Ledger playing the Joker, it was just mm-hmm. like, yo. And it's like, every time I see Heath Ledger, it's like, dude, I see my man from 10 Things I Hate About You. It's Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you just can't pitch, I, like, me, personally, I couldn't picture him as Joker. And it was just, that's what made it so great to me. It was because, like, anytime you see somebody outside of that element that far,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and for them to be able to pull it off the way that he did, it's like, yo, like, you knew you was you knew you was in for it, and it was just like this this is different. Like this ain't like cause I seen dude, I've seen what, it was three was it three with Michael Keaton? Or was it two? Uh I think it was two. Batman was and two Batman Returns. King. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so it was just two. So the, the, first thing one was, so. the first one was him and Jack Nicholson. The second one was him, Danny DeVito, and um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah, yeah, she was Catwoman. Yeah, so it was two yep. with him, and so then it was, it was like, three with George Clooney. Now, see, I never got into the one with George Clooney. Horrible.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: they were they were as bad. a kid, they were amazing. As an adult,
1: trash. Yeah, you go back and you look at it, and it's like nah. And it was like you see, it's like oh man, this 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 is different. Like this mm-hmm. don't feel this don't feel like. The Michael Keaton Batman, like, right yeah. off there. It was like, and then to start it with the Joker, and instead of starting it with Batman, mm-hmm. I like that idea as well.
0: Well, the good the good thing about it is, you know what I'm saying, with the Dark Knight is that it's the second installment. So, you know what I'm saying, by this time, we know enough about the Batman to, um, you know what I'm saying, to not have to see him first. I think that, like you said, starting off with Joker was brilliant because now we kind of know who the – you know what I'm saying? We know who the antagonist is in this movie. I think what the surprise was in The Dark Knight was Two-Face. You know what I'm saying? Nobody expected Two-Face to, you know what I'm saying, be a part of this movie, you know? And um, with with the first Dark Knight and even with the – I mean, the first Dark Knight, with Batman Begins and then even with uh, The Dark Knight Rises – each movie had two villains. I think that was one of the things that the Nolan brothers did that was very, very intelligent um, because in, I think it started with Batman Returns. The the second uh, Keaton movie where that was the first time we seen two villains because remember in the first, the original Batman, the the one with uh, Michael Keaton, it was just the Joker. There was nobody else. Yep. And then in, um, In the Batman, the the George Clooney Batman, there was no Joker at all. Yep. So Joker never had made an appearance. And then for this trilogy, uh, or this new series of Batman, to come and bring Joker into it was, first and foremost, me personally, right? Because um, the Joker is my guy you know what I'm saying I I'm I'm a villain guy. I love villains in the comic books because to me the villains always are the mo- most logical ones. You know what I'm saying they always well besides Joker but usually they're the most logical. They're the, they're the ones I usually relate to. And so with this villain, you know what I'm saying, bringing Heath Ledger into this, he was basically the um to me I felt like he was the um he was he was the most he was the most exciting joker you know what i'm saying like as far as just going in depth and playing the character but i think that he's the second best joker i think that jack nicholson's joker was way better only because he gave you that um he gave you that silliness of the joker but he still kind of gave you that seriousness of the Joker too. I felt like Heath Ledger's Joker was a lot more serious than he was like clownish. And to me like you gotta have that mix. Like with Jared Leto, like he to me that's the worst joker ever. Like there was no you know what I'm saying? Like there was no mix in between that. Like they that was just a horrible, horrible joker. But between Heath Ledger and Jack Nicholson, I think it's one A and one B. You know what I'm saying? Um but I think with Heath Ledger being a joker in this movie, you know what I'm saying, like him being able to go in depth into that character and actually, you know what I'm saying, do what he did with that character was amazing. Um, the Batman Begins movie, which is where all of this in this trilogy starts, I think that it's amazing to bring in Ray al Ghul and also bring in the Scarecrow because to me, that's like starter villains. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's tears to the villainy in the movie in the movies or whatever, in the comic books. And I think that those are two two great villains to start with, because Scarecrow is not really, um, you know what I'm saying, like, he's not really a guy you really got to worry about. If you stop him from getting chemicals, you know what I'm saying, he really can't do shit. And then with Ra's al Ghul, he's actually on a whole other level because, like, he can die and come back to life. Like, you know what I'm saying, he the leader, of uh, the uh, League of Shadows. Like, it's a whole bunch of shit that follows, you know am saying, behind Ra's al Ghul's story. And then, you know what I'm saying, so we see how Batman is, you know what I'm saying, initiated into the League of Shadows in the first one. We see how, you know what I'm saying, he's basically being trained to be an assassin, but, you know what I'm saying, we see where he gets his ability to fight from. We see where he gets his ability to use weapons and shit from. And then, you know what I'm saying, he goes on to save the day or whatever in the first one. And, um, you know what I'm saying, like, I, I think it was a great start. And then to, you know what I'm saying, usher in the Joker. And all of that chaos into the second one was a great way to follow up with that because, you know what I'm saying, Batman Begins is kind of boring. You know what I mean? It ain't no secret. Like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, unless you unless you really into the shit, like you ain't going to really care about Batman Begins. Most people always talk about the Dark Knight. And then, you know what I'm saying, to to have that and then to bring in Harvey Dent, to show Harvey Dent in the beginning as himself, as the DA, and then show how he eventually ends up getting turned into Two Face is an amazing way to bring all of that, you know, what I'm saying, together. I think that was that was a great mix. That was a great, great mix. That it was. Um, I, I would I would say
1: now, Jack Nicholson he had more comedic moments, but Heath Ledger had a few, like like when when he walked into when when the when the dudes when the gangsters were having their meetings, um and he walked in he was like i i i i like walking in and he was like let me show you like a magic trick and he yeah. was like i'm going to make this pencil disappear and it was just like <laughs> like it was funny but it wasn't funny like even though a dude just got his head smashed into a damn pencil so yeah. it was like but like he did it like in a funny way cuz like he was like dancing around so and then mm-hmm. like and then he had like another one where it was just kind of like where he was talking like his comedic, it, it wasn't more of the, the dancing around and stuff like Jack Nicholson did. His was kind of that. what's my man's name? Um, oh, man. My man from the breakup. Um, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. It was more of like a Vince Vaughn type of serious type of funny thing.
0: Oh, yeah, like, for sure. Has- his, I, I think when Heath Ledger, his shit was all time That's That's what made everything he did funny. 'Cause it was all timing in that movie. Like um yeah. to me, to me one of the the funniest thing that he did in that movie, right, was um when they were in the um they were in the he was in the holding cell or whatever and he was about to get interrogated or he was getting interrogated by the police. And then Batman walk in, and the first thing Batman do is slam his head on the on the desk, and he get up, he start laughing. He was like, "You can't uh, hit hit people in the head, you know, make their memory all fuzzy." Like yeah. that was one, of the, you know what I'm saying? Like that was one of the things where it was like that was great timing, because like for him to take that and then wake up and say, I mean, get up and say that, like you ain't gonna expect you expect most people like, ah, come on, man, but like for him to be like to make their memory all fuzzy, like that shit was hilarious.
1: Yeah, and like and like that one time when when he had the, the TV reporter guy and he was like, I'm going to kill a person until Batman shows his face, something like that. And he was like, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and, yeah. hey, and it just started like, yeah. it was just like he had like a few of them like when he was talking to Harvey Dent. And this is one thing, and I was thinking about this the other day. So he was talking to Harvey Dent when, when he was, when he had his face all jacked up. Mm-hmm. And so he was saying that He's like, do I look like a man that has a plan? He was like, I'm like a dog chasing like a truck or something. He was like, I'm, you know, I'm, you know, I'm all crazy. And he was like, and I don't do, he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do if I actually get the truck. He was like, that's basically mm-hmm. me. You playing that bank robbery, man. What, what are you talking about? You say you are the man that got no plan,
0: but that shit worked out. Perfectly. No, no, no. So that, I'm glad you brought that up. So this is, this is basically, right. What they, what this, and this is why I'm, I'm so glad that they, that they got a hold of these movies. Cause to me, the Nolan brothers, they do great, they do real great jobs at telling stories within stories. So, what a lot of people don't understand about the Joker is, he only has one thing that he wants Batman to do, and that's kill somebody. He knows Batman doesn't kill, so if he can get Batman to kill somebody, then it's all said and done. But Batman also knows that he can't he can't stop Joker because if he stops Joker, then what is he gonna do? That's the that's really the the basis of this movie. The basis of these movies, I mean, the basis of this movie, as far as the Dark Knight, is there's a duality in this. Like you you see the good and evil, but you see how they need each other in this movie, right? So like, um, what he was basically saying was just like. I don't. I don't have a plan. I'm just doing this shit because, you know, I'm sick of this shit. Like, I, I who fun. gonna stop me? You said it's fun. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who gonna stop me? I can, I can basically yeah. do whatever I want to do, and I don't give a fuck how many times Batman whips my ass. He's not gonna kill me. And even if I get locked up, they gonna get me out. So it's just like it, it's for him. It's a, it's a chase. It's like, um, it's like the pretty girl in high school. Like, she, she like you. But she don't want you to be her boyfriend because she, like, you know what I'm saying, you do all the nice things for her when you ain't her boyfriend because you're trying to get her. So that's basically what it is. It, it, he's, like, he's enjoying the chase. He's enjoying that 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 interaction between him and Batman. Batman is more so just, like, dude, I'm trying to calm this motherfucker down. That way he don't, you know what I'm saying, hurt nobody else. And then the Joker is just, like, yo, you, I can stop all this shit today as long as you know something you got to do is just kill somebody. Yeah, yeah, and to bring up the point like about the
1: like the two face, cause like, and that and that's another plan. Like, everything was 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 set up so perfectly. Like, and like putting Batman in these positions, put in those positions of like, okay, I'm gonna put. He knew like he was trying. Batman's whole objective was to get Gotham to a certain point to where he can stop being the Batman. So he can be with Rachel. And he uh-uh. saw... He, he never wanted to stop being a Batman. Look, look, well, that, but, but you got to remember, there was a time where he was about to turn himself in. But Harvey Dent took the thing. and But this is, but this is okay, his thing was, okay, he told Rachel, we can be together. But Rachel mm-hmm. was like, we can't be together if you're going to be the Batman. Right. Mm-hmm. So he saw Harvey Dent as an opportunity to stop the Batman because he seen that Harvey Dent was able to lock up all these gangsters and like to do something that was in the movie they said that had never been done to be able to indict this many people mm-hmm. all at the same time. Right. And, like, he was talking to the mayor and he was like he was like you're going to have this huge thing over your head. He was like are you sure you want to do this? And he was like okay the small town criminals he was like they're going to stay locked up he was like but the big ones he said they're going to get out but they really ain't going to have no foot soldiers so he was like you can have like 12 months of clean streets type things so Batman looked at it like well Bruce Wayne looked at it like okay if he's able to and put lock up these many people he said he's cleaning up the streets better than I'm cleaning up the streets so he told Rachel look Harvey Dent it's my way out. Harvey Dent is going to be the person that could stop me from being Batman because he locked up a whole lot more criminals than I'm able to do with the, you know what I'm saying, just going out at night and doing it the way that I'm doing it. But mm-hmm. Rachel is dating Harvey Dent. So that has his own little conundrum there because it's like, yeah. so she's like, so you want me to stop doing what I'm doing with being with Harvey Dent to now... I- sudden you after you play playboy all these years now you want to be faithful and be with me and she's like i got my own thing going on here and then the joker come in here with the fucking plan of i'm gonna put harvey dent on this side of town i'm gonna put rachel on this side of town you gotta choose Mm -hmm. who you're gonna pick up and he chose to get harvey dent because he's like rachel's not gonna be with me now and but even though Mm -hmm. i don't think it was necessarily that I think it was more of Harvey Dent could save Gotham. What well, he would rather save Gotham than to just be with Rachel. If that makes sense.
0: Mhm. Mhm. Well, I think the I think the 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 issue with all of that is that whole setup right but him choosing between Rachel or Harvey Dent. The <laughs> the the stupidity in that is already crazy. Like first and foremost let's let's bring this in like to into reality. If Bruce Wayne really wanted Rachel in real life, Rachel is leaving Harvey Dent. Let's talk about it. <laughs> She's leaving Harvey Dent. You mean to tell me you're not going to you're not going to Marry the Playboy billionaire, the billionaire, like this motherfucker literally runs Gotham. Daddy does, but also
1: to be able to, he would do shit like, like when he brought that one girl, and Dent was having dinner. And he comes in and was like, hey, you know, put these two tables together. And Dent was like, I don't know if you could do that. He was like, oh, uh, yeah, I can. This is my place. So, right. like, yeah, but he's dead with this girl now, even though he. He was using that girl as a ploy to sit there and try to get into harvey dent's mind to convince because mm-hmm. she remember she put the card over his head and like you can be right. the batman type thing so even though she was used as a tool Rachel right, you know this dude can get a girl every night you know what i'm saying and but then, we
0: know that he don't want a girl every night he won't rachel yeah, I don't but, understand why, but he won't rape you. <laughs> okay, we're not doing that, man. We're not doing that. But, listen, man. But listen, was, if like, y'all ain't listening, man, go go listen to twenty eight <laughs> minutes or less, man. We talked about Maggie Jilla, man, and she's she's just not it. She's just not it. I it, it sucks that that Katie Holmes didn't come back. Now I don't know I what the it.
1: issue was. I don't know if it was money wise. Maybe she look. Maybe she was doing another movie at the time.
0: Oh, um, I'm sorry about that, man. I think she did good. I think I thought she did good in that first one.
1: Yeah, she did. She did. And, and then, like, I hate when that happens when you're able to bring back all the characters and mm-hmm. then one character don't come back. It really kind of throws everything off a little bit. But anyway, and then, like, he, he bought out that um, uh that it was supposed to be a show. And he bought all the girls out to do like this. Well, he made it seem like it was like a, a love sweepstakes type of thing. But he just used that yeah. to go out to uh, Hong Kong um, to bring old dude mm-hmm. back, uh, back to the States or whatnot. But it's just like the little things dude. like that. Like little things like that. She might look at it like, I ain't got to worry about this type of shit with Harvey. You know what I'm saying? And they built like a bunch. And they was in the same profession. So it was like they really kind of had But Damn,
0: fuck all that. He was a billionaire, bro. He was a billionaire. <laughs> she didn't have to worry about a goddamn thing.
1: I mean, look, baby, right.
0: baby. He walked, he walked into the restaurant that this nigga was in and was like, hey, put these tables together. This is my shit. Come on, man, what? And you want to go with Harvey Dent? I mean, This motherfucker out here locking up criminals. You don't want to lock up criminals. You want to be living in a lap of luxury in this big-ass mansion. <laughs> Come on, man. man she,
1: same bitch. She, she he did, man. She just did it in a unlawful way.
0: Man, fuck all that. No. Rachel <laughs> triple. If that if I, I, Katie Holmes <laughs> was Rachel, if Katie Holmes was Rachel, she'd have been with Bruce Wayne. And okay, let me ask you this. Did mm-hmm.
1: you ever get in the Gotham on that was on Fox?
0: Yeah, I love that show. I don't okay. like the fact that they that they did it from the um from the detective's point of view, but yeah, that show was dope. Okay, so Alfred is well, the younger
1: version of Alfred was (laughs) I don't know. I mean, what what would you call him? I mean, old school, like, British ops or some shit. I don't know. Alfred was that deal and that, but in the Dark Knight version, Alfred was just old as fuck. And I always wonder... Well, you know,
0: Alfred Alfred has always been an old Alfred. He's always been old, except for the show, Gotham. Yeah, that was because Bruce Wayne was a teenager, and it was like it
1: was mm-hmm. the, like they picked that one up when his parents died. So and then like and then it was mm-hmm. going from like you said the the te- the, the detective Gordon mm-hmm. version. Of, well, he wasn't even a detective. Like he grew into a detective, and then he became commissioner in that one. And The Dark yep. Knight, he's already the commissioner, and all that type stuff. But with Harvey Dent though to get back to Two Face, with that that decision being made, he basically went rogue because his whole thing was he knew somebody that Rachel knew picked like she went with them voluntarily because she knew that hey these people will take care of me. So like mm-hmm. his whole thing, his old objective was I need to figure out who picked up Rachel because I'm blaming them for Rachel being dead. And so he goes with his vengeance. And the thing is, he wasn't really Batman's villain. He was just, just became a villain in Gotham, and Batman had to basically take care of it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he never had any intentions of going after Batman. It was... My thing is, I need to figure out who picked up Rachel and I'm taking them out because...
0: Well, that's how it started. They, that's how it started. Yeah. It, it eventually ended up being um, just revenge on everybody because I think it was... it was I don't think it was more so the whole losing Rachel part more so than it was that he kind of gave up on that, that thought of hope, you know what I'm saying, for Gotham. Because remember, like, that was his whole thing was changing Gotham into this place that people can be safe now and after he had to go through that shit it was like all right i'm busting my ass i'm locking these motherfuckers up and really at the end of the day they basically run this fucking town so now that i'm because i've become a victim of it i've survived this and now i got this trauma like okay fuck it to me i looked at it like if you can't beat them join them
1: yeah in the speech that that the joker gave to him it was like at that time, like, I think that if if Bruce Wayne went in there, he could have convinced him to do good. But because the joke – I only say that because he was, he was in a vulnerable spot. And it was like that was exactly – I think that that's what he – I think if Bruce Wayne would have went in there, it would – he would have looked at it as some bullshit. But what the Joker was saying – he was, like he just really pushed him off that ledge like like that's like that's the ammunition that he needed to yo I'm definitely taking out the revenge of Rachel's death
0: mm-hmm. I think
1: that, that I think that that scene a lot of people don't really talk about it, but then to also get that coin and for one side to be burnt and one side to be fine, kind of like his face is one side good, one side burnt by the way the makeup person did a phenomenal job well,
0: oh you know that was CGI oh it was
1: CGI dude yeah, that shit was yeah. good see that's that, that technology
0: ever, they got some um you got to go online and find them but they got like shots of him being in that scene like they you know what I'm saying like got some stills of him or whatever being in that scene and it's really just like patches with well, like little small patches all around his face So when they actually record him, his whole side of his face is blank except for his eyes and his mouth. And
1: that's what we was talking about when we were saying that technology and horror movies and Mm -hmm. all this stuff, it should be better, but like in some cases, it's not always as good. But I think that that scene was, was it was very it was oh man, like I can't think of the word that I'm looking for, but it was, it was it, intricate. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. And then, you know, for the juggler to come out. And then I heard that when he was walking out of the hospital, they said that it was just one of those blooper type things, but it, it worked out for the film. So he's walking out, mm-hmm. he hit the trigger. So the hospital starts to blow up, but it only blows halfway. Mm-hmm. And they said that this, wasn't in the script, and it was like he looked at it and like started hitting on hitting on the trigger, and then it started blowing up again. He like jumped. They said all oh, that shit mm-hmm. was real. That was like that wasn't that wasn't. Yeah, but to it, it, in the it looked it looked great in the movie. They, they added that great in the movie. Dude, that was awesome. That that's just one of those things where you you get the stories after a film come out because like usually mm-hmm. you would think, especially in something like that, like a movie like. Dark Night, like, there's not a lot of ab living. Like, pretty much, it's probably by the script. Like, something might have slipped up. Like, oh, you know, that's kind of cool. Let it go. It's not like a a comedy movie. Like, a lot Mm -hmm. of comedy movies, there's a lot of ab living, but like, it seemed like there's more to the script. for something like that to happen, and and that was funny. That was comedic. Like, he wasn't even trying to. He was just like, I felt like this explosion was supposed to be bigger, and it just kind of hit on the trigger. That 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 was that was really good, man. I, I like how they did that, man. But um Commissioner Gordon, do you think Commissioner Gordon did the right thing And going along with what Batman said, because Batman was like, we want Harvey to be looked at as a hero and let me like the whole term of you live long, like if you're the hero, you live long enough you was, you know, be the villain. A villain.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like do you um, think Commissioner Gordon did the right thing? So this is the this is the interesting thing to me. Commissioner Gordon was always especially throughout this movie he was always like he always had this inside battle of making that decision. Even from like before that conversation even happened, like he always had that that battle of, you know what I'm saying, making that uh, the, uh, actual decision. So when you go back to Batman Begins, you you know what I'm saying, you actually see him not fucking with the Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like he don't fuck with the Batman in Batman Begins. So this is something to where he had to eventually grasp onto the concept of Batman Batman being actually good for Gakpa. You know what I'm saying? He that was that was, you know what I'm saying, the uh, the first battle he had, and then now he has to face another battle of letting go of that concept that he just grasped onto. So I think that, I don't think it was necessarily a, a good or bad decision. I think it was more so him coming to terms with, you know what I'm saying, him having to go through the shit that he had to go through in Batman Begins with trying to, you know what I'm saying, accept this Batman character for what it was, you know what I'm saying, accepting the vigilante that's out here helping him compared to saying, okay, now that I finally accepted it, now I got to let it go because we got somebody who can actually do the fucking job now. So I I don't think it was necessarily like a good or bad thing. Um, Also in in, in Batman Begins, you also got to remember that this was, this whole situation, right, that he was going through in the dark night, he was basically being prepared for in Batman Begins, this is he's he's constantly being tested by Ra's al Ghul, um, and what we think is him basically getting initiated into the League of Shadows. When the truth of the matter is, is that him fighting Ra's al Ghul is really just him getting over his fear of, you know, what I'm saying losing his parents, and you know, what I'm saying his fear of, you know, what I'm saying dealing with the shit. He has to deal with it. And you know what I'm saying? Him actually him him himself coming to terms with being the bad man. You know what I mean? And then so when you go to the dark night and then you you know say you say something, that's him I think like kinda at the apex of you know what I'm saying him accepting that, okay. You know what I'm saying, I see what, I see what Gordon was saying at this point. Me out here, you know what I'm saying, like I think they kind of like flip flop. Like, him seeing that the shit that he's doing, yeah, in a way is helping, but it's really not helping. You feel what I'm saying? Because it's like, okay, Batman can go beat the motherfucker up, but then you got the rest of these motherfuckers that's looking at it like, this motherfucker is just a myth. He ain't even a real person. You know what I'm saying, we seen that in the first one. And then now you got it to where it's like, okay, we know that man is real, but I mean, he can't whoop all of us. He's only one person compared to Harvey Dent. This motherfucker got a whole fucking police force that they can take everybody out. So I think, um, like how you were saying that he wanted to give it all up to give it racial. Right. So I think he more so just wanted to give it all up because he realized that the shit that Commissioner Gordon was saying was get. You know, it was finally coming to his head. Like maybe I'm not built for this shit. Maybe this shit ain't ain't worth it. And you know what I'm saying? I, I I think that was um I think that was the battle. I don't think it was, like I said. I, I don't necessarily think it was like good or bad. Um, I think a very interesting part in, in um this whole this whole trilogy is this is the first time we really see Bruce Wayne as a character. And um in most of the Batman's right. We don't really see him played out as Bruce Wayne you usually just see him as Batman. In this trilogy you actually get to see the duality of Batman and Bruce Wayne you know what I mean like you you see you see Bruce Wayne a lot like you see Christian Bale actually playing the Bruce Wayne character to the point to where you see the many different facets of Bruce Wayne and you also see him and I think with this movie like it was a lot of it was a lot of inside battles like it was a lot of in, in, internal battles like I think that the internal battle of being Batman was a constant theme throughout every movie, especially in the third one, but throughout every movie you you constantly seeing him like having that battle of you know what I'm saying is this shit really for me? am I really made for this shit like am I really built for this type of shit um but you did get to see him actually be Bruce Wayne. Like Bruce Wayne, we, we got to see the personality of Bruce Wayne. We got to see the the genius of Bruce Wayne. We get to see the um the complexity of Bruce Wayne. You know what I'm saying? We get to see him interacting with, <coughs> excuse me, we get to see him interacting with different people within the, the universe of Batman. We usually don't get a chance to see that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like on the old ones, I know every now and then they might show him at a party or whatever. Or, like, when – um, what's old boy named? Val Kilmer. When Val Kilmer played him, uh, when he was, like, the Riddler or some shit like that. I mean, when he was fighting the Riddler and shit like that. Like, we got to see a little bit of him, but we really didn't get a chance to see Batman. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. not Batman, uh, Bruce Wayne. So, Bruce Wayne, yeah. Yeah, and these, we really get to see Bruce Wayne. We know what I'm saying? We, we really get to see who he is as a person. We get to see the billion – in there, we get to see the shit that he has to deal with outside of the suit, and then we also, you know, what I'm saying have, well, we also get to see to deal with inside of the suit as well. Because remember, in the in the in the first Batman, the Batman Begins, this is when he was just now getting started out. Remember, it was all just like an idea; it wasn't even a, a solid thing because the, the scarecrow was out here committing crimes. And remember, they had motherfuckers dressing up like Batman to go fight these motherfuckers. And he was coming the same daylight too. So now, you know what I'm saying, coming into this whole uh the where we where we at? Dark night, right? Yeah. We ain't got the dark night Rises yet. So in the dark night, you see that all that shit is ended. Now everybody is seeing that the Batman shit is for real, you know what I mean? But the criminals don't give a fuck. Kind of see the people actually saying is here to save them and you know what I'm saying like shit, shit a little bit lighter for them um but I think that it was very interesting to finally see Bruce Wayne and Batman in in two separate you know what I'm saying two separate roles this time because we actually got to, got to see the, the Bruce Wayne character we got to see him interacting you know what I'm saying like got them Industries and, or Enterprises or whatever that shit called you know what I'm saying we got to see him talk to Mr. Fox you know what I'm saying we got to see him interact with Rachel and have their love interest, you know what I'm saying? And, and actually have a storyline behind the love interest. We got to see him um, in the first Batman, in, in Batman Begins, we got to see him going back and forth with Rachel Gould. You know what I'm saying? We even got to see him, b- the beginning of the love interest with Rachel in that movie. So I think that was super dope. And, and to think that, like, I think that he's smart, but I think that
1: for him to have, Batman has to have, like, the smallest teeth. It's only Fox, it's only Lucius Fox and um, Alfred. And I think that it's mm-hmm. important to point out that both of them are old. Now, yeah. I don't know exactly what Lucius Fox is or what he do, but like for him to be able to come up with these different suits, for him to be able to come up with these uh, what do they call that damn thing? that? Thing that he drive and and how that motorcycle is how you use that. How the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah, but uh, they called it like the
0: Jammer or something. And um, no, they they was talking about the um the the function on the on the Batmobile. That's they the the vehicle is the Batmobile. Gotcha, and like
1: for even even Lucius Fox, like I I like how they 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 put him in the mix because even like you remember when um. You remember when when, when my man left, um, and he took the money with him, and he went back to Hong Kong. And so him and Luce Fox went out to go get him, and, like, he came up with the plan. He was like, how am I going to get back? And he came up with the plan of, uh, I think they called it, like, Skyhook or something. I'm not necessarily sure what they called it. And, like, he came up with that plan. He was like, look, this is something that they used to do back in the day. Um, I think he said they did it back in World War Two or something like that. And um so they was able to um come back by using that Skyhook thing when um when uh, damn when 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 Batman got the dude dang, I wish I could remember my man's name. Um but when he went and got the dude, and they did the skyhook thing, like, and also the phone idea, like it was Lucius Fox's idea to take the phone. Fo- well, no, no, no. I think it was. Ba- I think it was Bruce Wayne's idea to get that cell phone, leave that cell, like, well, take your extra cell phone, and leave the one cell phone there so they could turn all the power out and all of that type stuff, um, to be able to uh, scoop up my man and bring him back to the United States. And I think that to have a team so small, because the thing is, it has to be small because Batman is a secret. Like, the only people that know who Batman is, is Lucius Fox, Alfred, and Rachel.
0: All right, there we go. All right, you good? Um... My dang, um, uh, Wi-Fi is messing up. I had to switch over to my phone. Oh, okay. Okay. Hold on real quick. Are we still recording? Yeah, it still said record. Okay, cool. All
1: right. So I'll just say all that damn shit again. But what I was saying <laughs> was, so Batman got a small team. You know, what I'm saying it consists of really, you know, two old people, and, and with Lucius Fox, and with Alfred, and I think a lot of his good ideas come from, you know, those two guys. And you remember when, when my man went back to Hong Kong with the money, mm-hmm. and it was like Harvey Dent was telling him, "We need him back here so we can, um, you know, interrogate him." Mm-hmm. So Fox come up with the idea to. Used this that one thing where we'll take a phone and there, basically the phone and the thing that'll turn off all the power and all this type of stuff. So he was like, Well, I'm gonna need a ride to get back. And he was like, Well, I remember back in like World War One or World War Two, there was a thing called Skyhook. And it was like you mm-hmm. would shoot that uh the uh what do you call it? A parachute thing in the air, and then yeah. the plane, it'll attach to the plane and then bring it back. Like that shit was Lucius Fox idea. Mm-hmm. So I think that ha- having somebody like him, somebody that's able to build his suits to do all of technology-wise, to have the Batmobile and the motorcycle thing and the, and the helicopter thing, which we'll get more into the helicopter thing when we're talking about the Dark Knight Rises. But to have those people, because the like, thing is there's only three people who know who the Batman is. Right, And that's Alfred, Fox, and Rachel. They're the only three people who know who he is. So it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to, like, have a team. And then that's another thing. Like, that shit has to get lonely. Like, the the, the 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 two people that know who you are, <laughs> damn near on their deathbed, there's only one other person who know who you is.
0: Mm-hmm. So it was
1: like, that's how I can understand why he really kind of wanted to make it work with Rachel. Because it was like, I can actually have a relationship with her Because she knows my past. She knows who I am and all that type shit. But overall, I think that The Dark Knight was really, like, it's really one of my favorite superhero movies. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's hard for me to – because I think that when I look at, like, Endgame and and, uh, Infinity War – like, there's a lot of flash in it because there's a lot of characters in it. Right. So, but when when it's <clears> zeroed <throat> in, the way, like, this one is zeroed in, like, it's, it's more, this is more of a plot movie type of, <laughs> you know, platform. Like, it, it's, it's just different. And when you look at the transition going into The Dark Knight Rises. Mm-hmm. Like, Bane... Like, I did a top five villains on the 28 Minutes or Less mm-hmm. a couple of months ago. Bane and Joker made my list.
0: and 100 oh, like,
1: like, dude, like, Bane was that dude. Like, <laughs> I... I know how much you love the Joker, but like, dude, Bane is like a if, if he's a
0: close second, dude. Like, like um, in the second. in the Batman universe, one hundred percent. Um, I think that the way that they did Bane was was genius because the uh, only thing they got wrong with Bane was his voice. His he's supposed to have like a um like a South American some type of South American accent. He's supposed to be like. Latino or Latinx or whatever they call them now, but um, yeah, he he, they they did a great job. Tom Hardy did a hell of a job, you know. what I'm saying playing Bane. Um, the thing that I liked that that they did about Bane was they they went back to who Bane really is. Bane is uh, first and foremost, he's a, a super genius. He's a criminal super genius. Like he can he can. Create like this, the if you ever watch um I mean, if you ever watch if you ever read the comics and never paid attention to Bane like the shit that Bane does is like out of this fucking world so he's really a genius at you know what I'm saying like just he's not a, a dumb guy whatsoever so for them to take him and then like not really make him like the the goofy Bane that they had in the the one you know so like the one Batman when they had like poison ivy and all them in it like they didn't, they didn't have to go that far. Like, you know what I'm saying? The the mask was what gave him the, the ultra strength and everything else, but they made him basically like on the same plane as Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like Bane was also in the League of Shadows. So it's not like, you know what I'm saying? He don't know how to fight. You know what I mean? Like, and then you bring the, you know what I'm saying? You bring the element of, the the story into it where we think that you know what I'm saying the, the whole time they telling this story and the whole time they going through all these flashbacks and everything we think that they talk about bang when we find out in the end that they not you know what I'm saying yeah. so I think that that was genius. I think that it was always some kind of mystery surrounding this, this the, the way that they did Bane as well with that. And then, you know what I'm saying, the the fighting in it. He wasn't, you know what I'm saying, he wasn't like no super, uh, no super, super villain. Like, he was a super villain, but he was able to, you know what I'm saying, just go toe-to-toe with Batman as far as fighting, as far as, you know what I'm saying, he took over Gotham. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's something that even Joker couldn't do. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he literally, he literally had Batman on his toes. Like he, he we almost lost Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like I and, and the best thing about it, this is why Dark Knight Rises is actually my favorite out of the three, is because um they they use the Nightfall storyline. You know what I'm saying? They this is the storyline of where you know what I'm saying Bane breaks the back. You know what I'm saying? This is the first time we actually see Batman be vulnerable as Batman. You know what I'm saying? The Batman was
1: defeated. Him.
0: Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I spoke about how we seen Bruce Wayne getting that concept of where we finally see him have personality. We finally see him as a character. But we see him, you know what I'm saying? We see Batman, I mean, Bruce Wayne vulnerable a lot. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you watch these movies, you really see Bruce Wayne very, very vulnerable. You know what I'm saying? Even when he has his interactions with Alfred or he has his interactions with Lucius Fox or Rachel or whatever or even with Harvey Dent sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's the, there's a vulnerability to Bruce Wayne. When you see Batman, you don't see that. You see Batman as this character who's, um, you know what I'm saying, who's hard, you know what I'm saying, who's who's basically etched in revenge. You know what I'm saying? He's created out of this um, he's created out, out of this fear to where He's overcoming all these obstacles. So finally, when we get to see him and Bane fight, you realize that, oh, this motherfucker can really be, you know what I'm saying, defeated. This motherfucker can really be beaten. You know what I'm saying? Because we all, anybody who, you know what I'm saying, follows DC Comics, we all know Batman to be like the greatest detective in the world. You know what I'm saying? This is unbeatable, even though he's just human. You know what I'm saying? Like, he has all this money to create all these things, but he's smart enough to create all these things to where people can't stop him. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the only humans to defeat Superman. You know what I'm saying? Even Lex Luthor couldn't do that. So, when you see him fighting Bane, who, in the movie, Bane is just as human as Batman is, but he's beating the shit out of Batman, and it's like, oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? We finally see the the vulnerability of him, because now, you know what I'm saying, we're seeing him crawl around. We're seeing him trying to, you know what I'm saying, fight for his life, and we don't you usually get a chance to see Batman in that position,
1: and I think that also goes back to now. Now this is not making excuses because Bane Bane put down the biggest ass woman you probably ever seen on screen. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember when 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 the movie started, it was Selena in this party. She was you know acting to be like a maid or whatever, yep. and she was going in there to steal something from Bruce Wayne. And remember, Bruce Wayne was on a cane his leg was fucked up and um that was an so act. Uh, was it really an act because you got to remember it was they made act. this okay check this out this is why i think it was because i remember leg.
0: the brace i remember the brace
1: yeah the brace and like he went to the... now when he went to the hospital that well, that was an act because <laughs> he wanted to go to the hospital so he could see detective gordon but right. they had to put that thing on his knee because his knee was actually messed up
0: Well, the reason I say it was an act, right, I don't mean, like, a a physical act. Like, I, I think when I say an act, what I'm trying to say is that when you look at the progression of these movies, right, you see Batman Begins, Dark Knight, and then Dark Knight Rises. Batman Begins is the inception of Batman. Dark Knight is the Batman in his prime. And then we see Dark Knight Rises as old Batman, like Batman getting out of, you know what I'm saying, that, that greatness. We're starting to see, like, Batman kind of crumble into or becoming like the old Bruce Wayne, kind of like how the guy Ben Affleck is playing.
1: Yeah, like, that's my whole point. Like, and he probably wasn't working out as much as he usually do because he couldn't be Batman because Batman was the fugitive that was looking mm-hmm. for him. So he had to stop being Batman. So I think that it was just a situation where he wasn't working out. He wasn't doing anything. Then Selena come in there. She goes and take that thing because she wants that, um, what they call it, not new life. They call it the the open, ah, what they called it, uh, a clean slate. She wanted a yeah, clean, clean slate. Yeah. So that's why she was uh, stealing that thing from Bruce Wayne or whatever. And so he becomes enamored with her and so then he pops back up when um what was uh what was they doing uh oh why did he pop back up
0: That's that's when Bane came
1: Bane came in the, the stock exchange he went yep. to the stock exchange and um so they did they, and that's the thing Bane you said it first, like he's a criminal mastermind because mm-hmm. everything was calculated out to where he knew how to get the Batman to show up? Now, see him mm-hmm. and Miranda. See Miranda was really the other villain, but she didn't have any superpowers or anything like that. Like Miranda right. was just super tight with with Bane because Bane. Do you know who she really is? What
0: do you mean? She's you know um, that's that's al Ra's 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 Ghul's daughter.
1: daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my thing is why was she on? Bang side
0: when Bang actually killed Ray Shagul. You can't kill Reisha
1: Gul. Well yeah, so this he, is what he you, come back.
0: Yeah. So this is what you have to understand. So um race Ghul, right? And this is this is the thing, like this is why I say that the these this trilogy is literally the best Batman movies to ever come out. Because you have to understand and you have to know a little bit about the the comics. And the actual story of Batman to even be able to understand what some of the shit that was in the movie that was going on. So, what happens is, Dane never kills Rachel Go He defeats Rachel Guo, and his her mother is locked up in the prison. He puts her mother in the prison because he's basically, when she's born in the prison, what ends up happening is he's putting her in into a test, right? So if you know anything about the comics, she eventually becomes the leader of the League of Shadows. So that's who she was in, in that movie. She was at the point where she was the leader of the League of Shadows. Mm-hmm. So that's why she switched her name to like Miranda Tate and all this other shit. So um, Bane was the one who helped her escape out of that prison. He was basically her protector in that prison. That's why she showed so much love for Bane because he was basically raising her. Because, you know, her mom ends up dying in the prison or whatever, giving birth to her. But Bane is the one that keeps her safe, teaches her how to do little shit. She, he teaches her how to defend her, so shit like that. And then he helps her to escape out of the prison.
1: Yeah. And, like, like doing like doing that stock exchange thing, like, because the whole thing with this movie was, like, doing that stock exchange thing pretty much really bankrupt. Um. Bruce Wayne
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so Bruce Wayne ended up losing that's another vulnerability that we had now it mm-hmm. was two things he loses Alfred because Alfred basically tells him because he burnt the letter that Rachel left him saying that she was going to stay with Harvey Dent yep. he's seeing how broke up he was in the dark night about her dying so he was just like oh well, i burn this letter I won't, I'll let you think that she was going to choose you so Afra actually tells him like no like she said that she was going to choose Harvey Dent he took personal and basically fired him so yeah. he leaves he's broke he's getting his car repossessed and all of this type of shit and it's all because of the shit that Bane did and then Bane and Miranda had this whole plan of using the one dude that because the one dude was on the board at uh, Wayne Enterprises, and then yep. he meets with Miranda, he gets tight with Miranda, and this is crazy how quick, I guess he's seen how smart she was, and how great of a business person she was, so he get, pretty much gave her his spot so she could turn Wayne Enterprises around, and he shows her that um that nu- not nuclear, but um that thing was nuclear, yeah. Ooh, but um, oh, what the fuck they call that thing, that core thing, so he shows her that and like basically put her in charge of doing that, and that was really the worst idea. But but Miranda and Bain was so smart together that they really outsmarted him. But they didn't account that him and Selena was gonna end up getting tight. Selena being the cat woman. Did you hear? I don't know if you heard about this or not, but I remember there was some stuff that was that was out right before this movie came out. Oh, no, I think it was during the time when the movie came out. Mm-hmm. Some people was upset with Anne Hathaway being Selena because they said that she wasn't, they felt that she wasn't sexy enough to play
0: Catwoman. Did you hear any of that stuff? Yeah. Um, my thing is, so the whole sexy thing, that kind of, Michelle Pfeiffer kind of put that you know, what I'm saying she kind of, she kind of did that whole thing like that. That is, she's. I think she's probably the best cat woman between her and Eartha Kitt. But she, Michelle Pfeiffer, might be number one
1: because Michelle of the way Pfeiffer, she played that. Yeah, she she did a, a really good job. I, I like. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would go these two Dark Night ones, and then I would go to that one
0: with Michael Keaton and Michelle Pfeiffer. And, I um, would, I would probably say, I would probably say Michelle Pfeiffer, Eartha Kitt, then Anne Hathaway. Okay, and then so
1: you're not even putting the um, Halle Berry, Hell no. Halle Berry, went in there. No, that okay.
0: shit was trash. But yeah, I, I mean, she I was like, sexy. I, Don't get me wrong, she was sexy as cat. Yeah, 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 yeah. That shit was horrible. But yeah, and I, I like, I like
1: Anne Hathaway doing it, and I liked like the little back and forth relationship for that they had, like this little shit, like. My mom told me that not to get in the car with strangers. and He was like, mm-hmm. say in the car.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Like this. That, that, that shit was hard. But like, for them to, because she she was trying to go rogue and do all this shit on her own. And he's mm-hmm. like, pop up and like help her. And then he went to her for help. And then that's when Bane had got to her first.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And. So Bane really almost really figured it out. That's what I'm saying. Like that just shows how smart they was because I don't think they accounted for yeah. Catwoman, but then like they kind of like figured it out. And then he got to her first, and then she led him to Bane. And mm-hmm. so Bane beats his ass, literally breaks his back, and then shows him this is why we've been in these tunnels. And then he blows it and it's right at Wayne Enterprises where all of the Batman stuff is, like, all of mm-hmm. the Batmobiles and all of this type of shit, and it's like, yo, like, this dude is, like, being like, you, you get that, that sense of hopelessness. It's like, there's no way he's coming back from this. Right. Like, they, they try to do it in these, like, superhero films, but this is really the first time when you was like, yo, he really
0: may not defeat this dude. Well see, that's once again, man, I think that's the genius of Christopher Nolan, man. Like to be able to not only, you know what I'm saying, intermingle the the storylines of these comic books as well as he did, but also just create the stories that he did in each movie. You know what I'm saying? Like he made these he made these characters as I don't want to say realistic because you can't really say realistic, but he made them as, as believable, you know what I'm saying? As he possibly could, you know what I'm saying? To, to see Bane in, in that manner, like after seeing Bane in cartoons and horrible ass Batman movies that we've seen him in, like to see him in that aspect as the, the character he was supposed to be, you know what I'm saying? Like he was supposed to be a, a highly intelligent criminal. You know what I'm saying same thing with the Joker. They made Joker a highly intelligent criminal. Like Joker wasn't dumb at all. Like if you if you watched him in that movie, like you seen the genius behind what he was doing. Even though he was doing criminal shit, you still kind of seen, you know what I'm saying, the cogs moving in his brain about Oh, this is this is how you fuck this up. This is how you fuck this up. Oh, okay. Now I know how to. Now I know how to get after Batman. So when you see Bane doing that same thing, but at a, a a totally different level, and then not only that, like having the ability to really fight back with Batman, because I think that's one. That's the thing that we miss, that we miss with the Joker. Like we don't never get to see the Joker really. Fight Batman. So when now that he has an adversary, not only mentally, because I think that's what the Joker is for him. Joker is a a mental battle, a battle of wits. But when we get to see a, a villain who has a battle of wits with him, and also has that physical battle where he can fight, you know what I'm saying, physically with him, then you kind of look at it like, oh shit, like this this might be they might be ending Batman. You know what I'm saying? Like this this might be the last. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, and then like even even the even the thing that they did with the doctor guy because, mm-hmm. it it was, it was so well planned out, dude. Because because actually I got it wrong. It was really that was the second scene when she went to the party. The yeah. actual first scene was when they was on this plane, and then Bane and his guys took over the plane. Yeah, and they they and then just to do something like who thinks of this shit? Like he takes some of the he put an IV. And mm-hmm. to the doctor, take some of his blood out, put it into this dead body, mm-hmm. and then takes takes the doctor, kidnaps the doctor. Plane goes down, and then indeed they were to say that that doctor was in that plane crash? Yep. And then after they blow the field up, they bring the doctor out right there, and they able to see, well, uh, you know, identify that that's the doctor, and then he shoots him because. Bruce Wayne put Miranda in charge of that nuclear thing. Mm-hmm. So she has charge of that. And the only person that was capable of shutting that thing down after you take it off of that court thing was that doctor. And then he kills that doctor in front of everybody. And it's mm-hmm. like like, like he, like he's not coming back from this. And then they kept showing the stories of the little kid that takes out of the uh, of that prison or whatever, whatnot. Yeah. And so you see all these people trying to make the jump and like, and we see, and Bane was telling him this, like, like it was two things that Bane told him during that fight. Like, mm-hmm. he tried to shut the lights off, and he was like, dude, I was born I was born and raised in
0: the darkness. And he was like, you think darkness is your ally? He was like, nah. And then he also... Well, see, that's the that's metaphor, metaphor that he was using to let him know that he was also trained by Ra's al Okay, okay, I didn't know that. Great fact from you. And what else did he tell him? It was that, and it was also. Um, he told him the story about. Um, he was telling telling him the no, story about Miranda, right? No, 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 no. It was, it was. He was no, like, no, that's at the end. No, no.
1: He was like, yeah. He was like, you. He was like, I know you don't fear death, mm. basically. So when Bruce Wayne finally got his backup right. And like, bang, the whole thing wants you to see Gotham fall. It's like, my whole thing is for you to die in this thing, but I want Gotham to completely fall. So, well, he's you know, watching he knew him. he knew who Batman was, too. Yeah, he knew. He was, that's what I'm saying. This dude is a fucking genius, dude. Yeah. Like, and it, it's not really talking about like how smart him and Miranda was. And so. Then once he's finally able to make the jump, he had to make the jump without the rope.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And like once he was able to do that, and then he gets back, and we haven't even mentioned Blake at all. So <laughs> Blake is like towards the end of the film, we figure out who Blake actually is. But like, so Blake is basically he becomes Robin. Detective Gordon secondhand man during all of this chaos, because Detective Gordon really don't have anybody because Bane sold him
0: out. No, he's not. Okay, so he's not becoming, he's becoming Robbie Yeah, he's becoming Robin, but but this is the thing though, this is what I'm saying, before we even
1: found out that he was Robin, mm-hmm. he was a, a, a corner guy. He was in the suit, well not the suit, but he was in the Bat- Batman. Damn. He was in the officer uniform. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, he makes a name for himself by impressing Detective Gordon, well, Commissioner Gordon, and Mm -hmm. he's like, he moves him to detective. Mm -hmm. So then, when all of the stock exchange stuff happens, Bane takes over, and so Gordon, they had to move Gordon out of the hospital, and the only person that knew where he was is because Foley and Blake was going at it, because Blake was so... Well, Foley was so caught up in, I want to be the one to arrest Batman. And mm-hmm. Blake was a fan of Batman. and He was like, you're obsessed with arresting him and all this type of stuff. And he had came up with this plan in front of Com- Commissioner Gordon when he was in the hospital. And that's when mm-hmm. he made him detective. Yeah. yeah. So he's sitting here mapping out all of this stuff because he remembered one situation where this dude was in this truck and he was blocking um, the way he was like, well, just leave it here. No, nah, no, nah, nah. stay out of the way, type thing. Then probably like you know, twenty more minutes in the film, he sees that same guy that was blocking them when they was trying to do something else, and he yeah. was like, yo, like y'all are doing something. So he's able to you know shoot the the tank and the bullet bounce out the tank and hit the dude, and then he's able to look and be like, yo, they're using explosives. Like, well, they're not fixing the road; they're actually planting explosives. Mm -hmm. So Blake becomes very monumental in getting with Bruce Wayne and Selena. And this is the thing, when Bruce Wayne got back, the very first person he met with was Selena. Even though even though Selena turned him in, but he knew she had no choice. Mm -hmm. Because he knew Bane got to her first. So he was like, Okay, I understand what you were doing. But can I trust you? So she was able to get him in. Well, Fox and Miranda. Well, we thought Miranda was fucking uh, hell captive, but Mm. so at the time he gets in, talks to them, and so he was like, "Look, you know, I need, you know, I need my suit, all of this type shit." So he comes back, and him and Blake. Well, Batman and Blake, because Blake don't know that it's Bruce Wayne at the time. So he is helping and Selena's helping and like his whole thing is like I'm gonna need you, Selena, to help me. And she was like, Look, when I blow this hole open, I'm out of here. So Mm -hmm. she has a change of heart and she comes back and like helps him and all of this type shit. But The only thing that disappoints me about now, maybe, look, maybe maybe we don't know. Or maybe Tenet came up and he just really wanted to do Tenet or whatever. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's taking them so long to do the Robin version. Because the way that the movie ended.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be Robin was was taking over.
1: Yeah, either. And I think that. Personally the way that I would have done it was I would let Robin basically have his shine like this is Robin like there's no there's no Batman in this one. Like we're going to let Robin have his battles.
0: Like I don't know the comic books like you do like well, maybe he if a- they if they do that they can't do Robin without Batman. There is no Robin without Batman. So if they do that they have to make him like Nightwing, and then they'll have to do like flashbacks of him being Robin. So basically, it would have to be this the
1: thing, like I've seen small reports about it, like uh Kristen Bell was basically saying that he was just like basically done with doing like the Batman or whatever yeah. whatnot. Yeah. So maybe that could be a little something that kind of messed it up because it seems like that they chemistry would have been better if like, for them to do, like, that next dark night or whatever, and he basically have his sidekick, but the way that they ended it with having, Alfred told him at the time, I had a vision that I was basically drinking coffee at this place, and I seen you, you know, with a woman, and you were settling down, and you wasn't the Batman no more, and all mm-hmm. that. Shit. So, I think that they really took that of him and Selena actually getting a life together and like he basically is done being the Batman but the thing is they show him being done being the Batman and him mm-hmm. and Selena forming a relationship and then they go to Blake which went to pick up his the wheel thing and discovering we, the Batcave well actually well, skip a little bit because he was like oh well maybe you can't find it because I didn't use they probably used my real name and my name is Robin. And then i mm-hmm. this like, oh, so that is Robin, so that's a great name. Why you never go by that name? And I'm like, oh shit. So well
0: see, then, that's that's the thing. This is this is why I, I kind of figured they weren't gonna do it, was because the the thing about Robin is Robin is a kid. Robin is never he like the only time we ever see Robin, of course, is in the, the movie with the where Chris O'Donnell played him. But Robin is not an adult ever in the comics. He's always a kid. When he becomes an adult, he becomes Nightwing. So oh, every Robin, every Robin that they have is usually a fucking kid. And so what I thought they were going to do because they brought in um Miranda Tate or Talia al which is her actual name. Um I thought that they were going to create the relationship between her and Batman because you know they have a son together who ends up becoming Batman. I mean, becomes one of the robins okay so that's what i thought they were going to do and then also there's a um there's a storyline where uh one of the robins i forgot what his name is i can't look at hold on let me let me look it up real quick um so one of the robins basically uh ends up becoming um this character called the red hood. And it's a part of um, the, the, um, the, um, what is this shit called? Hold on. The killing joke, which is a part of um, Joker. That's why I thought that they were going to initiate like some flashback with Joker or something to end up making him become like the red hood somehow, some way. So, I don't know exactly how, you know, what I'm saying they initially wanted it to be, but from the looks of it, it seemed as if they were doing it like this is like a wrap up. To me, that's how I looked at it. Like I looked at it all like it was all a wrap up. So we knew that, you know, what I'm saying the Blake character was eventually going to be Robin, which was the reason why they named him Robin because none of the Robins are named Robin. It's Jason Todd. It's Tim Drake. um, It's Dick Grayson. And then it's, um, I forgot. I think his name is Dante Wayne. No, Damien. What is it? Damien or Dante? It's what it's Damien or Dante Wayne. I forgot what the, what his son's name is, but those are the four Robins. Jason Todd is the one who okay. end, ends up becoming the Red Hood. Tim Drake is um he's the one that becomes uh, the, I think he's the second Robin, and he's the one that becomes Robin and then eventually takes over for I want to say it's the um, Teen Titans. He becomes the leader of the Teen Titans as Robin, but um, Dick Grayson ends up becoming Nightwing, so that's why I—that's what I initially thought they were gonna do. Was gonna actually let his name be Dick Grayson instead of Blake. So when they said Robin, that's when I was like, oh, yeah, it ain't gonna—it ain't no way it was gonna be a Robin movie because none of these dudes are named Rob. There's no Robin named Robin. Gotcha, boy. You got this shit down a science. See, oh, man, listen. Man, I've been, I've been, um, I'm not, like, super, super into comic books, but, like, i have my uncle is a huge comic book fan. My little cousins, like, they huge comic book fans. I've seen every Batman movie, even the old Batmans. Like, like I said, all my favorite characters are villains, like Magneto, um, Joker, Bane, the Hulk is uh, an anti-hero, but it's certain ones where he's a villain, um, you know what I'm saying? Like, all my favorite characters are usually – or you, you see it. Hold on. You, y'all see it, man. I got, the, I got the, the, the comic book cover, you know what I'm saying, with all the villains on there. So that I've always been into villains. Like, that's always been my thing. Usually, anytime it's a good villain, it's always going especially in a movie. If it's a good villain, it's going to be a good movie. That's why I say with Batman Begins, that shit's so boring because they got Scarecrow as the villain. But unless you're yeah. into the comic books, you know what I'm saying, you don't know, you really don't know shit about Ray al Ghul. But if you into it, Ray al Ghul really makes it a good movie. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. But he makes it a good movie. And that's, um, that's why to me, Dark Knight Rises is such a great, great movie. And that's why it's one of my, actually my favorite, because it really ties the whole trilogy up. It brings in his daughter, Talia. It brings in Bane. It adds the Nightfall. Um, that has the Nightfall storyline, you know what I'm saying, they hint at Robin, they add Catwoman in there, who I think she should have been in there a little bit earlier, but, you know what I'm saying, that's cool too. But it adds her in there and it adds their dynamic in there because, you know, Batman and Catwoman got this, like, love-hate dynamic, like, kind of on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again relationship type thing. So, I mean, it's like, it's one of those things to where it adds every element of the Batman universe into these movies. And,
1: and it put a twist in this one. Like, I don't remember it, it really being a twist. Well, actually, it was a twist because of uh, um, Two-Face coming about. So that was mm-hmm. basically the twist in that one. And the twist in this one was when we found out the little kid that made the jump was actually Miranda mm-hmm. instead of Bane. And mm-hmm. that's when Batman was shot. No, he wasn't shot. He was stabbed. Miranda had stabbed him. And yep. then that's when she told him who she was. And then and then that's when Catwoman came back and hit Bane with the with the motorcycle thing or whatever. And um and so that was a twist. It was it was a twist that was later in the movie. Like usually twists aren't that late in a movie. It's usually right. more in the middle. But that went um came late and then also they went back to the autopilot thing because he was talking to Lucius Fox about the uh about the helicopter thing. And he was, was like it. Yo, he was like, uh, he was like, I couldn't get the autopilot thing fixed, and he was like, "Man, that's what you're here for." And so um, they was talking when he was uh, gonna take when they come up with the plan of taking the, um, the bomb and sending it out, you know, towards the uh, the river, or whatever. He right. was like, uh, "No autopilot," and it was like, "Damn, you know." So Batman like dies, and so then when we saw him, and then it was like. Um, look, Lucius had went um man, everybody thought Batman was dead. Lucius had went back and he seen that the allopathic was fixed and mm-hmm. it had um, Bruce Wayne's name typed in it. And he was like, "Oh, okay, so that's what he knew
0: that he was still alive, but he wanted everybody to think that he was dead because he wanted to be done with being Batman." Right. And that's what and that that once again that goes back to that that internal struggle of him. You know what I'm saying? wanting to be Bruce Wayne, wanting to be Batman, you know what I'm saying, wanting to am I am I am I built for this? Am I not built for you know what I'm saying? Like just that internal struggle of him trying to decide whether or not, you know what I'm saying, this is what he wants to do. Um for me, man, I I think the brilliance of these movies is um each each character is Each character has a story that's not necessarily like, there's no deep dive for their, you know what I'm saying? Like for every, every character's background, but in a way you kind of, you know what I'm saying? You kind of learn to love each character in a, in a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Like, People fell in love with the Joker, you know what I'm saying? People even fell in love with Two-Face because they kind of felt sorry for what he went through, you know what I'm saying? People fell in love with Bane because same thing, you know what I'm saying, at the end, you know, you kind of found out like, damn, the whole time, you know what I'm saying? He basically helped Miranda get out of that situation. I don't know if they really fell in love with Miranda, but you know what I'm saying? Like, each character just, they, they all kind of had their own, you know what I'm saying, story. Without actually having to tell the story, and I thought that that was very, very genius of Christopher Nolan to be able to make that happen in these three movies.
1: Yeah, man, they, them, them, them two brothers, man, like they, they really are, like the modern day Spielberg, the modern day Ron Howard, um, uh-huh. you know, like, like those type of guys, like, and I think they're taking over, like the they do more films that are more close to like Jerry Brockheimer and like, yeah. like yeah. they're are more there and it's like like all of the, all of those guys are, are getting older. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? They they um aren't in tune as like people like Christopher Nolan and, and his brother. I forget what his brother name is but the Nolan brothers and like they they got a good thing going, man. And like we we have talked about them countless times. Like we'll, we'll probably, yeah. depending on I haven't seen. Have you seen Have you seen Ten yet?
0: No, I, I I'm waiting for it to come out on um on DVD because I'm not going to the movies anytime. So so I'm gonna wait for it to yeah. come out on DVD yeah, and I'm video on demand.
1: It. Yeah, but
0: I I want to see it because I'm gonna say it, um because not only just Christopher Nolan but uh, John David Washington. He's a he's he's been in some some great great roles, and he's been doing this thing. So I want to yeah. see how he does in this. Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely looking forward to that one. So how are we doing? It like are, are we even doing Fire Flames this
1: episode? Man, I
0: you you just took the you took the words out of my mouth, man. Um, okay, so I feel like we should just rate the trilogy and not each movie because if, if we do each movie, I mean it's it's obvious, you know. So which one we gonna pick? So yeah. um we know you know what i'm saying we know that you know what i'm saying you super into um into the dark knight but you said that you into the into dark knight and dark knight rises as well so um for me like i said dark knight rises is my favorite and um i i appreciate batman begins for what it is because it's to me i i think it's more so just like the it's the it's the foundation for the whole trilogy without Batman, but like as boring as it is without Batman begins, the rest of the shit don't make sense at all. Roz, Roz is really what he yeah, That's what I'm saying. Like even, I mean, even in dark Knight, like you don't, you don't get the, you don't get that. Um, you don't, you don't get that struggle of, of Batman and Joker without him. You know what I'm saying? Dealing with Ra's al Ghul and being in the league of shadows and then, you know what I'm saying having to deal with scarecrow and all this other shit like all the everything is a build up into the next one, you know what i'm saying so um for me man this this is this is definitely one of the best trilogies to ever hit the uh, the screens um to me i might i i i dare say nah i can't do that I can't do that it's the second best batman series um for me at least. I'm 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 sorry, man. Michael Keaton's Batman's was just some about the the way Tim Burton did them joints, man. It, it just it stick with me. Like I said, Jack Nicholson is my favorite Joker. Um, but I, I'm a, I'm definitely giving it a five out of five, without a doubt.
1: Okay, okay. I like the Tim Burton <clears throat> version as well. Like I said, that those ones with Michael Keaton, I I, I would I would that would be my second. The Dark Knight one would be my first. Um, Everything that you said, like I hundred percent agree with. The only thing is, if we're doing it in the trilogy wise, um, I would I would have to I would have to go. As boring as it was, like it's still a testament of something being boring. Uh-huh. So I have to knock it the now the other two they completely fire fire flames, but with throwing in the dark oh uh, not the dark night, but Batman begins, I'm gonna have to knock it down to a four point five simply because of that one, like yeah, you need it to make it make sense,
0: but at uh-huh. the same
1: time, I sat down for that almost two hours and like, yo like this. Shit. <laughs> 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 But like, I get it. Like it's necessary, it's needed, but it's like, yo, it's like, man, I gotta, I gotta knock it down just a little bit, man. So I'm gonna push it down to a four point five. Oh, that's man. Only... yeah, man, yeah, I, 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 I gotta, I gotta knock it down a little bit, man. I gotta knock it down a little bit. But the other two, they completely, they, they five fire flames. Like I love both of those movies. Yeah, and like it's, it's hard for me. That's kind of like you know what I'm saying. That's that's kind of like uh, number one and one eight. Like I
0: can't yeah. I can't yeah. separate them. Like I I love both of them, man. I I really do. I really do. I love both of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I ain't mad at you, man. You know, it's just you know, I, I understand. I totally understand the, the Batman Begins thing. Like I said, man, if you if you really not into it, like if you really don't know much about it, like as far as like the the comics and the background and the storylines and shit, like it, it makes it difficult to you know what I'm saying, to stomach through that movie. Because it's, it's like, I felt like what they did with that movie, that movie was more so storyline than it was, like, the action and, the, you know what I'm saying, and everything else. I think that was, like I said, to me, that's that foundation that they laid down. Like, they got all of that shit out of the way. So they was like, all right, these next two movies, we bringing all the we bring all the fun shit. This one, you going to have to sit through this one to kind of understand but i think that without batman begins like this trilogy is, it ends up trash you know what I'm saying it's definitely needed it's it's the it's literally the the blueprint the frame of this whole thing but um uh real quick man shout out to uh cesar romero the uh the joker from the 1960s batman tv series and the 1960s batman movie um he played joker and uh that's my third favorite joker you know what I'm saying I, my uh, grandma got me hit to it a long time ago when they used to play the 1960s Batman with Adam West on um you know what I'm saying television and that's when I got hit to the Joker before the uh animated TV show that they did but before that that's the Joker that I knew so um yeah shout out to Mark Hamill too Mark Hamill uh, voiced the Joker on the animated series so those are my guys I don't have a fifth Joker
1: Okay, now see, look, not like you told me the, uh, the other day that I am a Halloween, <clears throat> a Halloween connoisseur. <laughs> you are a Batman connoisseur, dude. Like, no, 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 Batman it's not. Shit. It's
0: not Batman. It's not Batman. I'm just. I, I am a. I'm really. It's. It's more so just the the comics and the you know what I'm saying the sci-fi shit. Like I love science fiction. I love comic books. Um, I love you know shit so like cartoons and shit like that. Like. It's just for me that those are the things that intrigue me because there's so much that you can do, There's so much creativity you can put into it. Like Star Wars, Star Wars is my shit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, I know that man. You you jumped on me, man. Before we
1: started, viewers anonymous, <laughs> man, I I couldn't be a movie and watch a uh, uh, Star Wars. Uh, I gave it a try, man. I I, I did the Rogue One. And it was just like I mean it was good, but it was like. See, did like, you watch?
0: Okay, did you watch any of the original Star Wars movies? No, I I went straight to Rogue One. That's why you couldn't. That's why you ain't like Rogue One, man. You got to listen. So this is what you do: you can do it the original way, or you can do it in chronological order. So you can go from, uh, you can go from, four, five, and six, and then watch one, two, and three. And then you know what I'm saying, you can watch uh seven and eight, and then you can watch rogue one, or you can watch seven, rogue one, and then eight, or you can do um, you can do what is it? One, two, three, four, five, six. No, one, two, three, rogue one, four, five, six, and then seven and eight. And then if you want to, you can watch Han Solo's movie too. So you 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 own that shit. Yo. Oh yeah, man. Listen, my I, my uncle got me into Star Wars when I was a kid, bro, and I, I've been a Darth Vader head ever since. Look, look, my people got me into horror movies as a kid. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and see, that's that's my my mom, man. She she used to be on that shit. Like she used to, she loved. That's. It seems like everybody that I'm connected to loves horror movies, and it's like it's cool, but it's like it's certain shit, man. I just can't. Get into like motherfucker running in the woods. They trip and fall and then they turn around and scream like, "No, get the fuck up and run, man!" It's it's just the scenarios just piss me off, man. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. That's that's one thing that I'm. Definitely sick of. Like I remember, I had went back and listened to the the Halloween episode I did on twenty eight mm-hmm. minutes or less, and I brought it up when about uh, I said they they still doing the cheesy thing of you know a person falling and tripping and falling mm-hmm. over nothing. It's like, dude, that's been done. Like I'm I'm done with it. I'm done. I'm done with the shower scene. It's like, yo, let's do something
0: else. Like I yeah, get yeah. it. That's an opportunity. The funny- show some titties, but- oh Oh, one hundred percent. They got to keep the boobs in there, bro. Boobs are, boobs are essential in horror movies. If it is if there's no boobs in horror movies, I don't want to see it. Essential, like essential work. <laughs> yeah, facts. That's a fact, man. You got to have a pair of boobs in there, bro. Like, like, what would a horror movie be if it didn't get you excited and then ruin the rest of the movie by killing her off? You know what I'm saying? You think you about to see her boobs again? No, she dead now. She died because we seen her boobs. That's, you know what I'm saying? That's all it is, man. Um the funny shit is though, I was laughing because um Geico has a commercial where it's like four teens or whatever and they running and then they, they see the car <laughs> <laughs> and they call old girl go, Let's get in the car. And he's like, What? No, let's go hide behind the chainsaw. Like that's the perfect that's the the perfect commercial. That's exactly what happens in fucking scary movies. They see then, a car. No, don't don't get in the car. We can just drive off and end the movie. No, let's go let's go hide behind the chainsaw with the killer. Oh my and god! Then, and then when the
1: commercial was going off and they took off running, she says, mm-hmm. "Let's run to the
0: cemetery." <laughs> yeah, but no. The funny the funniest part the funniest mm-hmm. part about that commercial is when they're hiding behind the chainsaws and the killer is right behind them. And he take his mask off and he look and he roll his eyes like, "Are you guys fucking serious? Like, what the fuck is what's wrong with y'all? Y'all wanna die?"
1: Oh man, that shit was funny. That is like the greatest
0: Geico commercial. Ever. Yes, that is that is the funniest Geico commercial. But every time I see that commercial, bro, I just, I, I fucking laugh, man, because it's just like that explains the blueprint of every fucking great horror movie right there. That scene, that little moment. Is, is the best scene in every fucking horror movie. Because it's like, dude, you can literally get the fuck out of here. But no, you want to go hide away, and the next thing you know, the killer right behind you, rolling his eyes. Like, I guess I got to kill these motherfuckers. So, yeah, man. Um, shout out to Geico for that. That was genius. So, um... Man, man, man. It's the end of it. You know what I'm saying? Um, Go ahead and plug yourself, man. Let the folks know, you know what I'm saying, where they can keep up with your stuff, man. Keep, you know, updated.
1: Definitely, definitely, man. I'm, I'm definitely gonna, um, uh, I'm gonna shout out my 28 minutes or less first, man. I'm trying to build that one up because I, uh, you know, I took that off for of the stolen time podcast page, so it has its own page now. So, go check out the 28 minutes or less. Um, me and you just did an episode; it was just put up uh, yeah, last night, funny. man. We that did the top well. ten, the top ten horror movies of all time. I'm doing a October horror fest. Uh, with, this, with the 28 Minutes or Less. So go check that out. Um, also, uh, everything is on the Stolen Time Pod page on Instagram and s.foster8 on Instagram as well. Also, the Stolen Time Podcast page, uh, that stolen is S-T-O-L apostrophe N. All the episodes will be posted there. It's on all major platforms. Uh, please go check that out, man, because I'm, I'm trying to Make that it's just as consistent as we trying to do this viewers anonymous. So um mm-hmm.
0: uh, go uh check that out as well. Yeah, man, most definitely, bro. Um uh for me man, uh you can go check me out at the Already Home podcast. Um it's looking like we have one this week, so you know what I'm saying you guys stay tuned. Um definitely check me out on 15 minutes of fame. Um uh, <coughs> excuse me. um go check out my last episode with uh my guy Cheese Navy man up and coming uh rapper out of Miami Florida um what else man I got a new uh sports radio show that I'm gonna start up um starting next week Thursday through Saturday um you know so I'm gonna give it a quick run and see how it goes uh you know isolated society um I did a I did a great test run with the guys um as that was on there you can go check it out on my YouTube S <clears throat> dot was on there man we had a great conversation about the nba uh, covid football you know what I'm saying how everything is going in sports culture and um you know what I'm saying we talked some trash at the end we had a whole bunch of laughs i think that was a, a very very great uh, topic um but, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and do, like, a, a sports radio show. So you guys will be able to call in. Um, you can uh, you can get in in the chat room. I have a chat room that you guys can talk uh, talk to each other in, talk to me in. So, um, you know what I'm saying, just make sure you follow me on Twitter. All the information will be on Twitter starting uh, Tuesday and Wednesday. I'll be putting out all that information so you guys can start subscribing and start following that. And – um. Yeah, man, follow me on Twitter, at Scoots um, Follow me on Instagram, at Scoots underscore TV, and follow me on YouTube at Scoots TV. That's what's up, bro. We got a lot of plugs, man. I know, right, man? That's, that's <laughs> what happened when, we, you know what I'm saying? We working, man. That's that's what happened when you're trying to create greatness, man. Yes, sir, man. Content, content, content. Yes, sir. Um, especially right now, you know what I'm saying, with this whole quarantine thing, you know what I'm saying, some people, you know what I'm saying, walking around freely, some people not. So, you know, I I think it's a good time to get this out, you know what I mean, give people something to look forward to, get through the day, so. Yes, sir. I hope everybody enjoyed this, man. I hope they enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, me too. I I definitely want to say that. Um, if you really want to enjoy me, man, please go listen to, um. that 28 minutes or less, that, that top 10 list, I'm not going to lie to you. I've never done a top 10 list of horror movies, but when I was really putting it together and like really thinking about the movies that like scared the shit out of me throughout my life, like, yeah, you'll be surprised at what my top movies are, though. My top, I think my top three was um, the funniest. My, my, I know number two was the funniest shit ever. That the story. <laughs> Man, listen, oh my goodness. To that day, hey, man, to the day, I don't fuck with that movie, man. That's
1: funny, dude. That is so funny. One orgy, One or and it two, was so, two. and it was so many coincidences, man. Because like I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, yeah. so you didn't yeah. say
0: nothing. You didn't nah, say nothing. To you just one. waited. I had to keep that one. yeah. I had to keep that one under wraps because that was too good. So y'all go, you know, what I'm saying? go check, man. Go, go support my guy, man. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he putting in that work, man. And it's always good to have somebody around you that. Got that same ambition and passion as you. And um, thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Um, what else, man? Uh, make sure you subscribe to all our podcasts. Make sure you follow us on social media. Share with a friend. Let somebody know. You know, what I'm saying, don't hog it out for yourself. You always want to be, uh, be able to talk about it with somebody. So let it. You know, what I'm saying, let somebody else know, man. So y'all can giggle in, in private while everybody else wondering what the hell y'all talking about. Um, yeah, man. As they say in uh, Hollywood, man, that's a wrap. Cut. All right. I said. I think you gotta uh, stop the recording. I thought you was recording. Nah, mine ended when I when it uh, when I dropped out. So I only got half of it. Hell, I
1: don't even know how to do this shit
0: it should be go to the uh the the little three dots at the bottom where it say more and it should do a thing where it say stop, stop recording